Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy and healthy life. Not as disabled people, but as people with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. We have got a good one for you today. We have a great guest, Christy Taylor. Some people know her as Veg Chris on Facebook and the internet, but her name is Christy Taylor. She suffers from the disease ataxia. Now, you might be saying, what's ataxia? I've heard that before. I've heard you talk about it, Jimmy. You've had other people on. Well, I'm going to remind you what ataxia actually is. This is right from the National Ataxia Foundation. Ataxia is a degenerative disease of the nervous system. Many symptoms of ataxia mimic those of being drunk, such as slurred speech, stumbling, falling, and incoordination. These symptoms are caused by damage to the cerebellum. That's the part of the brain that's responsible for coordinating movement. Ataxia treatment involves a combination of medication to treat symptoms and therapy to try and improve the quality of life. People affected by ataxia may experience problems with using their fingers and their hands, their arms and their legs, walking, speaking, or moving their eyes. Ataxia affects people of all ages. The age of symptoms onset can vary from childhood to late adulthood. Complications from the disease are serious. And oftentimes, they're debilitating. Some types of ataxia can lead to an early death. This is a disgusting disease. It's a horrible disease. It's a hard disease on the people that have it. But the person today, Christy Taylor, she is such a positive, bright voice spreading awareness about this disease, about ataxia helping people with the disease realize that they're more than that disease. They're more than ataxia. They're more than those side effects. Christy does this through her content creation, through her groups on Facebook, her pages on Instagram. Christy is a model. She doesn't let the ataxia hold her back. So without any more fluff, without any more build up because she doesn't really need it. I want to introduce you to Christy Taylor. So sit back, relax, and let's get started here. Okay, as I promised you, we have with us Christy Taylor. Some of you may know her as Veg Chris from the internet, but her real name is Christy Taylor. And we're going to find out where this all comes from, 
but <laughs> hello, Chris. How are you, Christy? How are you today? Hi, Jimmy. I'm great. Doing great. How are you doing? Good. I want to thank you for joining us. I know we've had a hit and miss trying to get together for this podcast. And I know you canceled so many times. No, I'm only kidding. I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to say, Christy happens to be one of the most patient people I have ever met. She has, she's put up with my wife being in the hospital, <laughs> me being in the hospital, and me canceling on her like three or four times. And she, she was gracious enough to be on with us today. So I want to thank you for that. My pleasure. I, and I, I understand everything that was going on. I have my own medical issues, so I absolutely 100% understand that and I'm thankful that you invited me here today. Well, I'm, I'm so grateful that you, that you did come back on and you trusted me to call you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Christy, tell us yes. about yourself. You have a website, you're a model, you have you have the most busiest life for a person that's has a taxia. Yeah. You're, you are <laughs> yeah. busy. You're like busy twenty five hours a day. I am pretty busy. I wear I wear a lot of different hats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to start. Um yeah, I um I work I, well I don't work. I don't work in the sense where I work for a company, but uh, anymore because of my disability, disability ataxia. But my free time, I do a lot. I do support. I I'm, I work with the National Ataxia Foundation. I'm one of the support group leaders for uh, the state of uh, Nevada, and we're also going to start with NEF. We're going to start a middle age with the ataxia support group soon. So that's going to be for people who are in between like probably age 30 to 50, 55, I would guess, somewhere around there, to so we can support and talk to people in the age bracket. And, you know, we have more things in common. So that's one other group we're going to start pretty soon here, too. That's pretty cool. Well, right now, you, you have a pretty active group on Facebook. Yes, we do. And we're, we're growing slowly from going right getting more and more people and um yeah we're trying to work with the local medical offices neurology offices to find more people with their taxia who are looking for a space a support group you know people who want to be make more contacts more friends people who have the same condition well you were gracious enough to let me join your group and i don't have a taxia but i'm learning a lot that's great. Yeah, yeah. We wanted our group to be not only people that taxi, but also, I guess we call them allies or friends or um, caretakers. We're also open to physical therapists, of course, doctors, neurologists, of course, are welcome. But um, we wanted it to be a more uh, uh, bigger environment, more more welcoming environment, rather. Uh, for anyone who wants to learn about ataxia or any caretakers, friends, things, people like that as well. And now you were telling me that people usually don't find out that they have ataxia or don't actually have the symptoms of ataxia till later on in life, right? 
yeah, the majority of ataxias are come out later in life. Usually, there's a few uh, ataxy types where children are born right out with symptoms. They already have symptoms, exhibiting symptoms from the start. But um, the majority of people don't get it until a little later in life. Like in my case, I was born with the gene because my mother has it. But I did not know or develop, until I developed symptoms. I started noticing in my early 30s. And that's what prompted me to get the genetic test. <laughs> what are like the, the, early, the early symptoms of ataxia? The main pro thing that um, is probably the legs walking. Walking becomes kind of difficult, difficult um, usually from what I hear from other people. And in my case, too, it comes on very slowly. And uh, in my case, for example, I couldn't wear high heels when I started noticing my 20s, which is a big, di big difference because when I was a teen, I was always going to like parties and clubs and I would always wear high heels. Not just high heels, Jimmy, the platforms too, <laughs> big, big platforms. So, so com coming from that to not being even able to wear like a small high heel shoe, a, flat, like high, a small heel was a big difference and that was one of the first signs also grasping things was not as easy for me um also claustrophobia i developed claustrophobia i don't like nowhere because i never really had claustrophobia claustrophobia i used to like i was going to the halloween um events like the mazes uh, have uh -huh. you been to those yeah. yeah yeah so my husband and i well we used to always go to those and then we went to some and I sort of started getting um, like anxiety, like a panic attack, kind of like where you feel hot and your heart's beating and you feel hot and cold at the same time and shortness of breath. And that was out of nowhere. Like, it seemed like it, that came out of nowhere. But those are my, I would say those are my first symptoms, walking, claustrophobia and some issues grasping things as well. Now, Claustrophobia is a is a symptom of ataxia. Yeah, my mom had claustrophobia too, and she was always I was you're talking about it when I was younger. So we had to be careful what kind of environment he's facing, where we're in. Um, and I started to notice when I started to feel like that certain events and places and combined with the walking and their grasping i was like these are the exact exact thing, same things i saw my mom go through wow and yeah and that's what prompted me i was like i better get the test just be sure i never realized that i mean i i'm only just diving into ataxia but i've never heard I, that's the first i heard about claustrophobia wow. yeah that's that's interesting Maybe Maybe not all ataxia types, but my type it is. And um, every ataxia type, ataxia is a really interesting uh, condition. Every ataxia type is a little bit different. We I, all have. I'm all, finding well, that. I'm finding yeah. that. Yeah, it, the range is huge, huge. Like my type is SCA type 10, spinal cerebellar type 10. Um, my type, I have, we have seizures. But in other taxi types, people don't. Wow. How easy is it for you to find a doctor in, in Vegas? In Vegas, we're lucky enough to have the Cleveland Clinic here. 
Okay. It's a brain center for uh, health. Uh, so we're pretty fortunate here. Uh, it depends where you are, though. I, I've, there's some people I know in other areas, and it's really, really hard for them to find a specialist. I heard in Florida, I, I talked with Lisa, Lisa Cole, mm. and it's difficult for them to find a, to find a doctor in Florida. Wow. She says yeah. She has to travel long distances. To yeah, find, to yep. find a doctor that can deal with it. And it's funny that you say the Cleveland Clinic because I use them a lot for research for this podcast. They're great. They are. They're great. I, I think they're yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, I, I like them a lot. A lot. Oh, and they just started an ataxia clinic Did recently. They? Yeah. Yeah. I went just um, the other day, actually. Um, so I believe I could be wrong, but I believe they do it once per month, uh, for one day and they book a bunch of people with the taxia and the way it works is, um, at first when they told me, I was like, well, that sounds like a long day. It sounds like a long walking. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that, but, um, because they have, you see a doctor, a physical therapist, uh, they have a social worker there. And oh, there was someone else I can't remember right now, but um, they have you see like four different people. And so I thought I had to do a full physical therapy session. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I would have to go to the other building to see the social worker. I thought I'd have to go somewhere else to see the doctor. I was like, oh my goodness. But luckily they have it, they have it planned very well. You just show up there and you go in the waiting room and then they put you in a room and you're in the room for like three hours and they come to you. Everyone comes to you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty well done. Um, yeah. They come to you and they ask you like what concerns you have, what's going on in life, what needs you have, what you need help with a whole range of questions. It's very comprehensive and I, I really hope other places adopt the same model because it addresses a bunch, a whole range of issues all at once. That's excellent. That that's yeah. really it. See now, that's a that's such a positive thing. Yes, that's, agree. That's yeah. such a positive thing. I I love to hear I love to hear positive moves like that. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's a good. It's a definitely good thing. Um, I think they may have. You know what? They may have an Alzheimer's clinic. They started as well. I'm now it's on hold. I heard them the recording. Um, I believe they have that for Alzheimer's as well, patients as well, which is great. Again, that's another positive thing. Instead of instead of putting people in a room to commiserate about their misery, you mm -hmm. know, you know mm -hmm. put them in a room where they get it's positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was great, and they offer like to find. If you say you have a, a need, like in my case, for example, it's really hard for me to end it in and out of the shower. Uh -huh. um, I don't have grab bars yet, but I, I'm I, it's on my list of things to do. But right. I'm also I'm also busy doing other stuff. That <laughs> it tends to never get, it, get right. addressed. Exactly. But when it right right you know how it is. But when I went to the there to the haxic clinic, they're like, oh, okay, what do you have? Like what's difficult for you? And I said, getting in uh, out of the shower. And they asked me, do you have grab bars? And I said, I don't. I saw my list of things to do. And they're like, well, and they gave you this resource. They gave me the name of company. Um, it's like, and I 
believe it's either free or low cost either way um but they're a local company that does it so um i plan to call them this week and see what we can get get going on that (laughs) excellent that's a we just we just moved i was living down in south carolina Mm-hmm. And we moved back to New York be- mm-hmm. because of family reasons. And we moved into this one house that was built in the 60s. And to put a wheelchair in a house that was built in the 60s, that means you stay in the living oh, room. Yeah. <laughs> the hallways, yeah. nothing fits. So we yeah. ended up building a house and we had it done all ADA compliant. And oh, nice. Yeah. And it. it it's so I do have to grab bars <laughs> in hey, the you sh- do. yeah in the shower and believe me you you you'll kick yourself in the butt for not having them sooner. <laughs> no, they're great. <laughs> when I go to hotels, I usually get an AD, ADA room uh-huh. and they have the bars in there. It's so much nicer. It's so <laughs> much nicer. <laughs> so much nicer. Exactly. You're like yes. wow. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, yeah, th- a, like a shower bench. It's yeah, it's the yep. little things. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah. There's some I bought to that have the benches, um, and some hotels have the the showers where you can actually lower it. The uh-huh. shower and yep. it has the long cord. I have long cord on mine, um, but I don't have the bars. So, wait, but those two together should be a lot better. When you get the bars, I want you to write me and tell me what it's like. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll do. Well, call me and say, wow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, it's the little things in life. Yes. But absolutely. Definitely. It, it, it's, it's, it's great. To, see, you have such a positive attitude. That's what I like. That's why I wanted to get you on the podcast. Just from, oh, just from reading you. your posts and what you do with your with your group, I have zero tolerance, zero tolerance for people that moan and groan and you know, you can, every day can't be your worst day. Right. I mean, everyone has bad days. Right. There's no right. doubt about it. But every right. day can't be your worst day. Right. Right, you gotta. As much as as hard as it is, sometimes you have to just push yourself, force yourself to get up, and whether physically or in your mood, you have to. For example, I fall a lot. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm trying to. I go slower now, so I'm falling less, but I still fall sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that I found that when I do a quick assessment and go okay, I'm not majorly injured. I don't need to go to the doctor. I don't need medical attention. Okay, I'm fine. Because uh, I just forced myself up. Because before when I used to fall, it was like, oh, it was it's so, it's, when it was new to me, it was so uh, devastating. Right. And I would sit and cry on the ground. But now I'm like, no, get up. You have stuff to do. You got places <laughs> to be. Exactly. Uh, and by forcing yourself to get up as quick as you can, um, uh, I found that it's easier to get up the next time because you're kind of developing that discipline in your head, in your brain. Exactly. I, you know, not to 
not to say me too, but I, I, I fall, I fall, I, I've fallen quite a bit as an amputee when I was mm-hmm. on crutches. And in the beginning, like you said, it's devastating. And when it mm-hmm. happens out in public, you're like, mm-hmm. everybody's looking at you. Everybody. That's how you feel. In, the, in reality, in New York, everybody's looking the other way or stepping mm-hmm. over you. <laughs> That's true, right? That's so true, Jimmy, about people looking, not really looking. You think you tend to, like, when people first are, get a disability diagnosed and they have to use a cane, a rollator, a wheelchair, right. you think everyone's looking at you. They could care maybe less. There's a few who, yeah, maybe a few are, but most people, like you said, Jimmy, are just in their own world and they're just exactly. <laughs> trying to get to wherever they're going so they're not looking at you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And people have to get past that. I mean, it's easy for us to say now, but you know, when when someone first gets told they have to use a rollator or mm-hmm. or a cane or a wheelchair or crutches, mm-hmm. and you you become very self conscious. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yep. you know what? Nobody's looking at you. Trust me. <laughs> no. I wasted months not going out of my house. And then I finally went out and I looked down at the ground. I looked everywhere but straight. And then I found out nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. Yep. Nobody. Yep, me too. Yep. It did the same thing. Nobody uh, could care less if Jimmy was coming through the aisle in a wheelchair <laughs> or not. Nobody cares. Everyone's worried about their own agenda. Most oh. people, yeah. All of a sudden, I felt bad that nobody cared. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and there are a few out there who care. Yeah. Uh, I found that you find that some people are uh, offer to open the door for you or. Um, Offer to help you put your wheelchair. I'm not always. I don't <laughs> expect that, but some people offer some, help. Some people. Yeah. Some yes. Few and far between. Probably, maybe more for me because I'm a female. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and maybe less for you because you're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. I guess so. That, that this, this is true. <laughs> but now well, I have to tell you. Since the last stroke and all this other stuff, I, I, I could my my wife used to lift the chair into the van, but since it became permanent and everything with the wheelchair, and they put they gave me an electric wheelchair now, because oh, I, okay, I can't roll with my hands anymore. So now I have a handicap van. You know, oh, okay. One of those ones yeah. that ramp comes down. Yeah, I was. Gonna, yeah, those are awesome. Because um, yeah, that's the trouble. I have an electric one too, but um, my friend gave it to me because their her aunt passed away. Um, there, this this electric one was just collecting just in her mm-hmm. uh, garage. So, um, but I got this one mainly for. Uh, like big big events like right. music festivals or things like that, um, but the problem is transporting it around. Yeah, that's, that's a, a challenge. That's that's what we were. I had a Toyota van, and trying to get this this chair into that van was almost impossible. Mm. And trying to find ramps that would fit into the van was almost impossible. And then when they said it was permanent and I had to be in this chair, we said we we sold our two cars and we bought the one van. 
Right. And it's a little bit tricky driving up that ramp. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it really? <laughs> well, it's kind of kind of weird because you have to tilt the seat back a little bit so you don't hit the ramp. And it just, oh. I don't know. Now I'm used to it. In the beginning, right. in the beginning, it was like throwing a wheelie on on my motorcycle, going up, going up the <laughs> ramp. But it's, just, it's 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 cool. It, it's 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 a it's it's a lifesaver now. Have you had when you park your van to go out for it to like when you park? I'd say, um, have you encountered the people who park on the lines around have, the? The uh, spot that parking spots like. How long have you been listening to this podcast? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I've griped about that. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I think everyone does because I see a lot of people. I follow a lot of people with different types of disabilities, and I see posts all the time about it. Plus, I encounter really, Pretty much almost every time I go out, <laughs> even just yesterday. Oh my gosh! Well, you, people don't realize that they think that the hashtags are there and what do you need it for? In my case, the ramp has to come down, mm -hmm. and I need yep. that space to get up the get up the ramp. Yep, yep. And yep. I what I hate is people that use that hashtag area for a mm -hmm. place to put their their shopping carts. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh, that kills me. Yeah. Um, I I just encountered someone yesterday. We are going to a lunch yesterday for the taxi group out here, a taxi group for Las Vegas. And, um, you know, my husband drove. So I had someone with me. If I was alone, I would have parked in the spot. But um, since someone was with me to help me pull out my my stuff and help me get in there um i i said to my husband let's leave the spot open right open in front of the, the spot that was right in front of the restaurant let's leave it open because we have a group coming and maybe someone who may need that space more because i we are expecting some people in scooters wheelchairs walk sure. everything canes walkers yeah um so we left the spot open and we're all kind of gathering a few of us met at the meeting time 1 p.m right in front and there was uh we're waiting out there for a few more people um but then after a few moments we're like we should go inside because a reservation anyway i held the do door open and everyone's walking in okay mm -hmm. everyone's walking in and they're going to the table and then this guy pulls up in the spot there walks out fully fine and i'm very aware of invisible disabilities, right? And I have a lot of close friends, friends with it, um, with different various invisible disabilities. So I'm very um, careful of the wording, the way I say it. Mm -hmm. I just told the guy, I said, "Hey, you parked in a spot there. Um, you forgot your sign." And <laughs> <laughs> that's how I say it. So you don't want to offend anyone, right? Because someone in my house epilepsy ptsd you don't sure. know who knows right sure. don't know and um i mean even i've been mistaken for not having disability like sometimes before um it's kind of obvious now but <laughs> years ago <laughs> the progression wasn't as much as it is now but um anyway so the guy i said i kept repeating it because in my inside i was like well what is this guy doing i was like 
put your sign up, put your sign Because I've done that before. Sure. I park somewhere and someone pulls up in the spot next to me. And I said, and they were beginning to go. And I said, hey, you forgot your sign. And they're like, oh, oh, thank you. And they hung it up. Even though they look like a fully able-bodied people, they had a sign. So they have some kind of hidden, invisible disability. Okay, great. Good. Good. They're, they're set. That's fine. But this was not the case yesterday. The guy yesterday did not have a sign, and uh, I kept telling him, you know, don't have a sign up, you don't have a sign up, I parked there, and he proceeded to call me crazy, oh, and then nice. <laughs> and then he started kind of inching towards Becca's car to leave, because he knew he was, obviously, logically, he knew he was wrong, and um, then he told me I should let God into my heart. Oh, <laughs> like, oh wonderful. How would you okay. know anything about my religion? You know me for all the 45 seconds. <laughs> I didn't say that. In my head, I'm thinking that. Um, and then he told me that maybe one day, one day, maybe I'll make enough money to have a car like his. Okay, good. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I tend to find that the majority of time when people park in the spaces, they t usually, not all the time, but usually they have nicer vehicles. vehicles mm -hmm. and they, yeah, like Mercedes and uh, nicer vehicles. Usually. Sure. Uh, it, it, I, again, I have zero respect. And I, I'll tell you what, and I, I've said it on the podcast. I've said it on our website. If you see someone that's parked in a handicapped spot that mm -hmm. doesn't have a placard up or a handicap plate, call the police. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he left. I took some video and I got a picture of his driver's license or his driver's license. No, his, his license plate, <laughs> rather. Uh -huh. And I reported him to um, the the ticket, whatever authority that gives the tickets right. when I got home. Oh. And there's a couple places online too that I recorded. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm a, I'm a big, pro I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. If somebody's parked in a handicapped spot, because do you know that mm -hmm. the number of handicapped parking spots is so minute, the mm -hmm. requirement for them is so minute for the, for mm -hmm. parking lots. Like, mm -hmm. if you have a parking lot that's that's able to park 200 cars. You only need to have, I think, six handicapped parking spots. Wow. That's all that's mandatory in the United wow. States. It's so ridiculous. If you if you can park mm -hmm. 2,000 cars, I mm -hmm. think the number is only 15 handicapped spots. Wow. It, it's wow. it's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So we at the, even at the conference, the hotel, the Planet Hollywood, mm -hmm. um, here in Vegas, the AAC, the National Taxi Conference. Right. Um, there was disabled parking, just like any business, any place. But what was so bizarre was, um, by the elevators, it was like a bunch of like non-disabled parking and it should yeah. be all right by the closest to the elevator should be all disabled parking it should well you know what kills me here in new york you go to some yeah. of these some of these medical buildings mm -hmm. and they have they have again you would think a medical building would have more handicapped parking spots mm. they don't Wow, they don't. Wow. I don't know. And 
you know, they think that people with handicaps or people with disabilities, I hate the word handicap, but people with disabilities, what, what you don't want our money? Right, right. Don't, don't. Exactly, yes. Do we not, yes. is our money not green too? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that was the same exact thought I had about um, businesses with heavy doors. And because heavy doors are really difficult to manage for a lot of us. And um, um, I know like small mom and pop stores probably can't afford to get a um, auto opener right. for their door. They're a small business, but like bigger businesses, like what's your excuse? <laughs> you can yeah, afford yeah, it. Exactly. Well, I, one, one thing I do notice about um, the small stores here, I live in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, the small stores have signs on the doors. If you're handicapped and you need help, knock on the door. Oh, that's nice. That's and great. They'll, they'll come and they'll open the door. Now, here's something that a lot of people don't realize. With all these self-help gas stations, it's the law. If you can't get out of your car to pump your gas, all you mm-hmm. have to do is honk your horn at the gas station. And they, oh, really? They wow. have to come out and pump your gas for you. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I I found that out about six, seven months ago, and I had it on the podcast, and I put it on the website and stuff like that. That's the law, in the, in the, it's a federal law. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I, I would say most people don't know that. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes you don't want to do that, but that's, God forbid, you can't, it, it, take you, for example, you're having a bad day, you can't stand, mm-hmm. you need gas. What are you going to do, crawl out to the gas tank? Yeah. No. Yeah. But that's you know, a federal law. Wow. Wow. Well, that's great. I did not know that. That's good information right there. So you have to listen to the podcast more. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I'll do. I'll put it on my list, Jimmy. There you go. <laughs> right up there. We're my getting shower bars. <laughs> <laughs> my never ending list of things to do. Um, so on top of all that, I, as the Nevada work, a taxi group and the middle age group. I'm also my mother. My mother has SE 10 as well. Um, I'm also her power of attorney. Um, she's in California, but I make, well, I help her with her finances and all her like decisions, everything. Um, so that and that, and then I do the modeling kind of part time. It's wrapping up. It's it's not quite there yet, but it's, it's wrapping up slowly. The more and more I do it. Um, I post up the more uh, attention I get from uh, magazine or Excellent. in this case, podcast. <laughs> and every time, every time I, I do something like this, I modeling or magazine, I try to always spread disability awareness and a taxi awareness. Because um, obviously the more people who know about our, our, our struggles, right. <laughs> our stories, the more they'll hopefully understand and the easier things will be for us. You're doing excellent. You're doing between your 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 attitude number one and the posts that you do on Facebook and your group. Your group is phenomenal. Thank you so much. Jimmy. What is Thank what you. is the name of your group? So everybody knows. Um the Ataxia Awareness. 
Las Vegas. And um, so, but we're not limited to just local people. Anyone, anyone can join from all over the world. Um, a lot of pe- some people in other countries um, don't have don't have any ataxia support at all. So we have actually a guy from South Africa, and we have a guy from uh, Sweden as well join our, our Zoom meetings once a month. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Now that that was something else I wanted to ask you about your Zoom meetings. Yeah. Now, how yeah. many how many people actually join in on them? Um, so we, we were smaller. We, it was hard to doubt. When I started with them, there was maybe like five people. But our last week meeting was like 18 people. Wow. Um, so we're, we're, yeah, we're growing and growing. Um, um, but by word of mouth and just the efforts we make to reach out to medical offices. And uh, we also encourage friends to invite other friends who are interested in learning about taxi or who have a taxi as well. Yeah, so let's I keep think, going. I think that's a worthwhile that's a worthwhile venture for anyone that doesn't have a taxia. That's something where you can learn. You can learn from right from the right. I hate to say this, right from the horse's mouth. Right. You, right. You know, instead of reading on a website, you can learn directly from people that have it by joining into into this website and joining into the the Zoom meetings. Yeah, it's a bit different. I would say for to learn about taxi or anyone's disease, especially rare diseases that are even more that most a lot of people don't know about rare. I have a rare disease, and I don't even know all the different rare diseases. I know diseases. I know about some of them, but I'm, I'm learning those as well. Uh, I'm learning about those as well from people. But yeah, everyone's welcome. They want to learn about taxia. Everyone's welcome. Like I, I learned something today. About today? The, today, talking to you about the claustrophobia. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I guess. I was not really, I didn't have that before, but now I'm a little. <laughs> <laughs> Certain things kind of, I need, I feel like I need more space around me. <laughs> so now we, now we know not to lock you in a closet. No, oh my gosh, <laughs> no, don't lock me in the closet, no. <laughs> but, it, but, um, for anyone that's interested in in joining Christie's group, I'm gonna have the address in this in the show notes for this episode. So this way you you'll be able to head on over okay. there and you can you can talk with Christy on online through the through the group. She's a very interesting person. Even though oh, she canceled on me like six times. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it was me. <laughs> that it was, was you. <laughs> it was me. It wasn't her. But no, she, <laughs> you, you'll be able to ch- check out her, her group because it's very interesting. And it's in Las Vegas. For those of us who are on the East Coast and can't get to Las Vegas, you can get to Las Vegas by going to Christie's group. So That's true. Yes. Very see? true. Very see? true. And if anyone's on Instagram, my my page on there is no surrender, Chris. So N O surrender N O S U R R E N D E R. Then Chris is K H R E S. That's my page. Where I post a lot of my modeling as well. Cool. You get to see her modeling. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna have that in the show notes as well. And awesome. anything else that has to do with 
Christy Taylor, we're going to have in the show notes. So, Chris, I, I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you for having I, me. It's a pleasure. It, it was. I, I feel like I feel like an old friend. We just had this long conversation. Yes, likewise. Likewise. I, if you're ever in Vegas, hit me up and I'll, let's get lunch or something. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I, I'd love to have you back on, on the podcast again in the future. Okay. And, yeah, I thought... That sounds great. Um, yeah, there's a lot more in the works going on, so a follow-up later on sounds like a great idea. Definitely. Without a doubt, I'd definitely like to have you back on. But I want to thank you for being here today. And we'll have all that information about Christy in the show notes, so make sure you check them out. Check her out on Instagram. Check her out on Facebook. And drop her a letter. She loves to get email. <laughs> all right you bet all right anyone back well if as long as it's respectful <laughs> yeah right no dirty notes but <laughs> yes <laughs> please no i block those people she, she, <laughs> block them <laughs> she's a very nice lady she's married so don't be stupid <laughs> there you go well said enough said enough said <laughs> yes I, thank you <laughs> christy again thank you so much for being here I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you again real soon. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. All right. I'd like to thank Christy Taylor for joining us today. I found that very interesting myself. I hope you found it interesting, and I want to remind you, you can check out all of Christie's links. They'll be in the show notes for this episode. And I want to thank you, the listener, for stopping by again today. And I want to remind you, an apple a day has a chat room. It's called Living with a Disability. The address will be in the show notes for this episode, as well as the address for an Apple a Day chat where you can carry on discussions about this episode or anything else that's on your mind about the podcast. Make sure you go over and check those out as well. And I want to remind you, my friends, no one ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. So give it a shot. It can't hurt, right? Hey, you've been listening to an Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. And I want to remind you, we got some interesting guests coming up in the month of May. So make sure you check back often. And just also check out An Apple a Day's The Fritter. Comes out during the week with little tidbits of information that you never know. Might help you, might find it interesting. Have a great one today, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.